and gentlemen, welcome back to Q&A questions with your favorite athletes for episode 27. This time with me is former, now graduated, cross country and track star and also best-selling author, Whitney Hansen. Whitney, how's it going? It's going good. I'm excited to be here. You ready to get started? Yeah, for sure. So as I said before, you know, you recently graduated, but also recently released a revised version of your best-selling book, Home, which is out now on WhitneyHansonPoetry.com, by the way, and ran the SAC Track and Field Championship all in the same few weeks. How do you feel about wrapping up your, you know, your whole college career like you did? Yeah, it was a crazy week. It was actually all basically within the span of a week that I published my book and I ran the SAC championships and graduated. So it was a crazy week. And I, I was pretty happy with how I wrapped up the season for track. It was like a good ending. I placed second in steeplechase, which my goal was to be on the podium for steeplechase. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be that number one spot, but but the number two spot had to had to go with it. And it was just it was just really great to to be on the podium for my very last race ever. So now, what does it feel like to be leaving such a you know fantastic career as a runner here at Anderson? Man, it's like a lot of mixed feelings. I think that it's it's like a big accomplishment, you know, but it's also like a whole process of like letting go of a big part of your identity when you when you stop doing your sport. I think that a lot of times athletes don't talk about like what happens directly afterwards it's like you're on this like big high of man my last race ever Mm -hmm. and then you kind of are like whoa like I just lost like a little part of my identity so I think there's just like there's a little bit of both the excitement but also the like letting go of something that's been a big part of your life for a very long time now as we talk about you know letting that go letting that piece of your identity go I guess you could say what are you looking forward to now? You know, what is the next step in your life, in your career? I mean, you've got a lot of good things going for you right now. Yeah, I'm really excited about my books coming out and I'm focused on just creating and spending a lot more time creating. I think that creativity happens a lot in the spaces where we're like giving ourselves time to like rest and um and not like rush anything. Mm -hmm. And I've been in this like constant state of rush for so long because Mm -hmm. I'm doing so much that it's nice to like have some, some like laid back time to really think about what I want to create and what I want to make. So um, that's been really good. And then I'm really excited. I have a retreat coming up in Greece, as you Mm -hmm. know, and um, that's going to be really exciting just to like meet other people and get creative with other people. So now you mentioned, you know, taking that time off, you know, getting that, those creative juices flowing. A lot of people have different ways they get their creative juices flowing. How do you get yours? There's two really big things that help me. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is moving. And I think there's like a connection between like movement and thinking mm-hmm. and, um, and creativity. And I always like go for a walk and a lot of times that'll, that'll just start helping me think of creative things Mm -hmm. and then the other thing that really helps me is music Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll walk and listen to music or just listen to music but I think both of those things really help me get creative now I've started to see this trend I'm going a bit off subject here where people have lost a lot of creativity with the rise of social media and just sitting there and scrolling through other people's feed and they're losing track of themselves almost what is your thought on that entire subject Honestly, social media and everything has shifted creativity in a lot of ways. And I think that it's also 
put the like rush factor on creativity like you constantly have to be producing you constantly have to be creating Mm -hmm. and um for me that's that's exhausting and I I definitely like get caught up in it sometimes and like when I do I have to like kind of just shut it down and like Mm -hmm. get off social media stop scrolling getting Mm -hmm. in that like scroll because like it's almost like an overload of information like it's not inspiration anymore like watching other people's stuff it's like just too much information you're not even feeling inspired um so I will like get off of social media for a while if I have to um because I I don't think that necessarily like social media is the best way to find creativity Mm -hmm. which is understandable and so how is it like balancing being an athlete and a content creator at the same time it was a little bit hectic but it's kind of like both of those things were just outlets for me in Mm -hmm. some way so it's like when when writing became too much or I had a lot of pressure on me Mm -hmm. to write the next book then I just have practice and I go for a run and then I feel a lot better Mm -hmm. and then it's like when I have a lot of pressure on me for like maybe a race coming up then I like lean on writing to Mm. to distract my mind from that so it's kind of just like a balance you know wow (laughs) interesting so tell me a bit about those books you know and how you rose to such you know fame I guess you could say uh it's kind of an accident (laughs) really well well like I started out I wrote the first book pretty much not intending to publish it Mm -hmm. I was just kind of processing a lot of feelings and emotions and I just needed somewhere to put them all. And so they ended up, it ended up kind of becoming the book. And then eventually I I'd noticed how much I'd written and I was like, man, maybe, maybe this could help somebody. Maybe someone else could benefit from reading this. Mm-hmm. And it was really scary putting it out there, but I also didn't think that that many people would read it. I was like, really? yeah, I, I didn't, when I wrote the book, I didn't have a social media platform based around poetry. Like mm-hmm. my po- social media was just like me doing random trends on TikTok. <laughs> and then uh-huh. I started doing more like sharing my poetry as I was writing the book, but really I didn't have like a, a, a massive like poetry following. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm just writing this book. We'll see what happens. And then like I did do a lot of like work marketing it through social mm-hmm. media. So like that wasn't an accident. Um, cause I do think that like sharing it and starting to share it and growing more poetry followers that helped mm-hmm. sell the book, but really it wasn't initially my intention to like be a best-selling author. <laughs> Were you expecting there to be such a large following in the poetry side of things on social media? I know. And I also just really didn't think that what I had to say, like, I didn't really think that anybody like would care <laughs> I don't really? know I I feel like I saw I did see like a few creators and that's what inspired me to start doing it I saw a few creators doing poetry on social media and I was like I could do that maybe mm-hmm. and so um like I saw that there were some people doing it and there was just starting to be this community and now honestly like there's so many people sharing poetry on mm-hmm. social media I don't think I don't think it started that way on TikTok I think that I was probably in in the midst of like the start of the the poetry tiktok stuff takeover yeah do you think you were a reason why that community kind of grew i think i probably played a a small part in it there's definitely i have a whole i have a little poetry group chat that's (laughs) with 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 a bunch of those creators Uh who were like the first few creators to start doing it yeah and um so there's like me and then there's probably six or seven others that that were just 
the initial people who started sharing poetry through TikTok. And then I do it on Instagram too now, but it was originally TikTok. Now, do you all bounce off ideas off each other? Or is it is everything that you write and create coming straight from you, straight from your heart or your mind? I don't think I really, I don't think we really bounce ideas off each other. Um, most most of what I write is just straight from my mind mm-hmm. or from, like sometimes I'll get inspired by random different things. Mm-hmm. Um, music, like I said. Yeah. Um, but most of it's just, I come up with it. The The group chat is really good though because... I don't know, in, in other professions, I suppose, you have, like, your coworkers, you have other people who are doing what you're doing mm-hmm. to, like, bounce ideas off of or just, like, you have some kind of community that understands you and understands what you're doing and the, the hard things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I, like, at first was, like, didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to create that when you're in a profession where you're, like self-employed or you're an author because it's like I'm not talking to a bunch of other authors all, yeah. all the time you know so that's been really good I think mostly what we do is we we like bounce questions off each other like like do you have a hard time with this and everybody else is like oh yeah me too me too me too and that's really important just to like have someone else to be like okay I'm not the only one that's like struggling with this or yeah. something like that yeah I'm gonna bring myself into this for a second in regards to me broadcasting you, I'm, in a way, you know, don't have many people that do what I do. And so you're saying that anybody who's like me or like you that work in a profession where it's solely them, mainly, to reach out and try and find almost a group of like-minded individuals, in a way. Because do you think that's the case? Yeah, I definitely think that you need community no matter what profession you're in. And mm-hmm. it's just harder to find community in some professions. But I would say, like especially with you, like, find other people that are doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And in just, like, not just for your peace of mind and for the community, but also just, like, connections and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. you never know what you're going to run into when you're connecting with other people who are doing what you're doing. But. Were you ever scared to start putting your things on, you know, on TikTok, on Instagram, on these big platforms where everybody could see you? Yeah, and I have got this question before, and it's like, Usually the question is asked in past tense, like, mm-hmm. were you ever scared? And it's like, I was scared. I still am scared. <laughs> like really? there, there's no, um, I guess I've, I've probably gained some confidence, mm-hmm. but uh, every time I put something out there, I'm still a little like, man, what if this one is the one where people are like, she actually doesn't know what she's talking about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know? Why do you feel that way though? I, I don't know. I think, I think some of it's like, imposter syndrome I don't know if you've heard about that you know um it's like I I don't always believe that that everyone can really like listening to me talk that much (laughs) yeah but um I'm I'm grateful for it (laughs) yeah I mean it's it's obvious that they do which is of course you know I'm, I'm sure helps with the confidence especially after a while. Yeah, and I definitely think that at the beginning it was scarier. Mm -hmm. Like, at first I was, like, terrified to put, like, something super vulnerable on social media. Um, And it's gotten easier now because I I do it every day. Every day? (laughs) Pretty much. Um, I mean, there's times where I take a break, but for the most part I'm, like, posting something every day or Mm -hmm. writing something every day. I do remember seeing something where you had... A basketball career. 
back in high school. <laughs> Would you mind telling me a bit more about that? No, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, so basketball was actually like my life for mm-hmm. a short time. There was there's really? this video of me where I'm sitting in my um, kitchen and I'm mm-hmm. eating my breakfast and I'm like dribbling a basketball on the side while I'm eating my breakfast because really? like I was like nonstop, uh-huh. never stop. And um, I, my goal was to play basketball in college. Really? Yes. Uh-huh. And I was, like, determined I would wake up at 5 a.m. and I would go to the gym and play basketball every morning. <laughs> this I was w- all throughout high school? This was freshman and sophomore year uh-huh. of high school. And then I quit. Um, <laughs> so, uh-huh. so um, I don't know. I went through some really rough stuff my sophomore year mm-hmm. of high school. And it's like all of the like really terrible feelings that I had Mm -hmm. I kind of connected to basketball and so um there was that and then you know like a coach can ruin a sport for you (laughs) and that's kind of the situation I had there too Mm -hmm. is I just had a a coach that kind of just knocked my confidence down to the point where I I wouldn't even shoot the ball because I was like so scared that I was going to mess up. So I was like, I wasn't even playing my sport anymore. So I, I quit my sophomore year, but up until then, like through middle school and then like the beginning of high school, I was like, I'm going to go play college basketball. That Mm -hmm. was the goal. And then, um, that was really hard to quit. Honestly, it wasn't just like a, Oh, I quit. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it was like a big decision for me. Um, but I was really glad that I did it because mm-hmm. then I focused more on running and realized that I could definitely get a scholarship for, for running. And I hadn't really considered that before. Now, when did that revelation come about, I guess you could say? Probably my my junior year, yeah. Junior year. Um, because I all of a sudden, well, I, I was going through a lot, like I said, mm-hmm. my sophomore year. And... Um, so I just kind of poured all of those feelings into running and all, yeah. all, of, all of my emotion into running. Mm-hmm. And so I, had a, I, I started cross-country my junior year, so I didn't do it before that. Um, and my junior year, I placed, like, fourth at state or something like wow. that. Wow. Uh-huh. And this was my first time running cross-country. And so then I was like, oh, man. So then I had this goal. I was like, you know, the next year I'm going to win state. Mm-hmm. And I trained through the summer really hard, and then I ended up winning state my my senior. Wow! Uh-huh. Yeah, so it was it was really exciting. Um, and then I I started getting all the recruitment letters and mm-hmm. things like that, and I was like, maybe this is something I want to continue doing, and so I did. <laughs> now tell me how you got to Anderson because I know you were at Minot State. Mm-hmm. Is that is that how you? Minot. Minot State. Okay. <laughs> now where is that at? That's in North Dakota, yeah, correct? In okay. the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Now how did you get from there? Or two there, and then two Anderson. Yeah, so I I was recruited by um, the coach at Minot, and yeah. <laughs> not Minot, Minot, not Minot. Uh, why not Minot? That's what they always say. Why not? <laughs> why not Minot? Um, right. I can give you a few reasons why not. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I ended up at Minot. Um, and things did not go well for me there. Uh-huh. Um, my freshman year, I learned a lot of things. My freshman year, I 
I, it was COVID. Mm. So I only ran cross country, which actually went pretty well. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I got injured and I was like struggling because I was running on the injury Mm -hmm. and then COVID kind of like saved me because I was about to quit at that point. I was like Mm. really frustrated because I was hurting. I was in pain and I was still running and it was just, it was terrible. And so I was about to quit and then COVID hit and everybody went home and Mm -hmm. I was, I was like, okay, that this, this means like I can give it another shot because Mm -hmm. I I get this break and I'll give it one more shot at Minot. And I came back the next year and honestly, it didn't go a whole lot better for me. There was just a lot of things going on where I was like, man, I, I kind of need to leave. Um, and so I decided to transfer after my indoor season mm-hmm. of track and I put my name in the transfer portal and I got an email from a coach at Anderson University, which I'd never heard of where, in my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's, that's what everyone kept asking me when I said I was going to go visit. I decided to visit Anderson and um, I, I actually came, I visited, I left and I called my mom and I was like, yeah, no, I don't think it's for me. Mm. And then I kind of rethought things mm-hmm. and it's actually funny. So part of the reason that, that I wanted to transfer was because I was m- running in Minot, North Dakota. Um, something you should know about running in Minot, North Dakota is that it is freezing cold. Oh yeah. So oh, cold. Yeah. So cold. There's, there's some days... I remember specifically this day where we were outside running and it was like the rule was if it was above zero, we'd go outside and run. And so, (laughs) so above zero. So it was 10 degrees outside, but with the wind chill, it was negative. But like my coach was like, it's above zero. And I was like, Oh man, why not? Why not? Yeah. (laughs) This is why not. Um, so I just vividly like remember that day and like, my face was frozen, and I'm like wanted to cry, but I knew that like the tears would freeze. The tears my would face. freeze to your face, <laughs> and I was like, no, okay. Yeah. Anyway, can't cry, can't so, cry. So that's part of the reason that I was thinking about transferring to. Yeah. And um, when I came to Anderson, it was like spring, and it was beautiful. The mm. sun was shining, and I was like, oh man, this is this is actually pretty nice. Hey, look at the sun here, man. <laughs> Yeah, and and I called my mom on the way home, and I was like, I'm probably not going to go there. I wasn't sure. I don't know. I was just like, I don't know. It was just a big jump. It was a long ways away, and it was scary. And then I got back to Minot, and I I stepped out of the airport, and the wind just hit me, Mm. and it was freezing cold, Mm. and it's like, it's spring, so it should have been warmer. Yeah. And I was like, um, maybe I should rethink things. You know what? Maybe Anderson's not that bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I, I ended up committing like in a week later. Wow. And no regrets. No, not at all. Yeah. And I was also just at this place where I was either going to quit or like I was going to give it one more chance. Mm-hmm. And I was really debating between those two things. Mm-hmm. And I think like for other athletes listening, um, if, if you're at that point and you're like maybe like thinking about transferring or thinking about quitting, I would always say to give it one more shot because mm-hmm. my experience here has been so different from my experience in Minot and I've definitely gained things from both of those experiences. Mm-hmm. But I left Minot at a place where I was like, I hate running. Yeah. I don't even like my sport anymore. And then like 
leaving Anderson, I was like, well, maybe I should do a fifth year. Mm. And that that difference, like, it, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're ever, if you're an athlete and you're at a point where you feel like you sh- you're about to do one or the other, I think it's always worth giving it a second shot. Now, I can't tell you specifically who told me this or the multiple people that told me this, but they told me to try and convince you to come back for a fifth year, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> just saying. I've been kind of uh, harassed to come back for a fifth year, which yeah, is... I'm not surprised. Which is just like, I appreciate it, appreciate it more than anything because I just... Um, Shows how much you were Yeah, loved, like it, it means a lot. Yeah. And it, it was a hard decision. Mm-hmm. I went back and forth a lot about whether or not to come back and, and run a fifth year. And, um, yeah. So, so you don't, you don't have to say it too much because, because I'll start, I'll start rethinking things and I can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. The decision has to be made. She, she's made the decision. The yeah. career, the career has been taking off. Yeah. yeah. Now quickly, you know, how was running at nationals? How was that? That was huge. Country. Yeah. yeah. I, that was something that was my goal while I was in Minot and I, I provoed for nationals mm-hmm. in indoor in the 800. And I was like the first one out. So they, when you provo, they take like the top times mm-hmm. and they had like all the times listed and I was the first time not to go. So mm. they like took whatever, 10 runners or something like that. Yeah. And I, I would have gone to nationals and I was the first one out and I it took like a long time for me to mm-hmm. find out that like I was waiting and waiting to see to see if I was in and my coach was so certain that I was in mm-hmm. and then it came out and it was like you're not going and I was like darn <laughs> darn was that discouraging yeah it was um kind of frustrating but then my I transferred my first season at Anderson mm-hmm. um the cross country team made nationals and that had always been a goal for me. And so it it was really exciting. And then we made nationals twice. And so that was just huge for me. Now, you know, as you come to the conclusion of your career, you know, of your career at Anderson, at least we know you have some pretty awesome things coming up. What do you have to say to anybody that, you know, you mentioned already athletes that are struggling that, you know, feel like they want to quit. What do you have to tell to them, but also to people that, you know, young girls, young guys that are inspired by you know, the dedication that you've had, you know, the fact that you haven't quit whenever there were so many reasons to quit. What do you have to tell to people that are thinking that right now? I would just, I would just say to, to always give it a second, a second shot mm-hmm. and that, not to like completely lose love for your sport just because you don't like it in a specific environment Mm -hmm. because sometimes like you think that you've completely lost the love for your sport like I did and then you just move and you realize that that you can find that love for your sport again I mean like you said the creative juices all it takes is just a move yeah exactly (laughs) now are you ready for the best segment of this podcast uh, I actually, <laughs> I don't know. Are you, are you sure? I know it's coming and I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to be fun. All right, this might be a little loud. You ready? All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, rapid fire question time. Whitney Hansen, are you ready? I'm as ready as I could ever be. <laughs> what is your favorite dog breed? A golden retriever. Favorite insect? <laughs> Bees. I knew it. I knew it. Okay. Indoor or outdoor water park? 
Outdoor. Would you rather skydive or cage dive with sharks? Skydive. Skydive? Would you skydive with the sharks? <laughs> yes. <laughs> For sure. Cross country or track? Oh. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to have to say cross country. Planes or boats? Mm, boats. Boats. Favorite pizza topping? I just like pepperoni. Simple as best, yeah. you know. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Absolutely not. All right. Cheers to that. <laughs> Favorite commentator slash podcast host, even though I don't commentate cross country. <laughs> oh, well, that's an easy one, Colin. <laughs> yes. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 27. Whitney Hansen, any last words to the camera? Uh, I think that's it. That's it. Shaboom, shabam, shabang. Peace. <laughs>